What's up, what's up, what's happening, y'all? This is Willie Mill. And it's King Guru. Okay, we back with the podcast called The Truth, man. Uh-huh. And uh, we was kicking it to y'all the last episode about our stay in the reception center. The reception center is a place where you go to get situated before you go to your next destination in the prison. Remind y'all, the reception center is not permanent. It's not for a long-term stay. And once you once you get out of the reception center, they establish three or four things. One is your security level. In prison in California, you got level one, level two, level three, and level four. And it's level four is the higher maximum security level. That's the highest you can go. This for people that got life and and and, and hella hella time. Level one is for people that can go to camp, lower security. They really ain't gotta worry about you like that. So and in between, you know what I'm saying? But we want to kick it off or stay after, no, our first year in regular prison, not the reception center. This is where we, after the reception center, our long-term stay, our destination in prison. This is after the reception center, y'all. We're going to have King Guru to kick it off. King Guru, what's happening, bro? Okay, man, I still remember it like it was yesterday, Neil. All right, I had did the uh, the 90 to 120 days over there at, at OCI, which is Orlando Correctional Institute. That was the reception center. Okay, okay. It's a little different. I'm going to tell you like this. Florida is different than California in, a, in so many different ways from the okay. political structure of the inmates to the... Um, the classification structure okay. like here in California like in case people don't know we're on level 4 180 we're right now we're on level 4 180 right, right. this is the highest security this is where people's getting knocked down stabbed right, right. and we barely come out the cell right, right. and so when we do place. yeah it's dangerous compared to level 1 right, right, right. well and another thing about um, Cali what I've seen is the majority of the people where we're at right now either just got out the shoot from something violent or they came with hella time, like the type, the t- amount of time you and I got. In Florida, it wasn't like that. Mm. In Florida, it was all open bay dorms. It all the the, the there's only so two. it wasn't no cell living. No, but every prison might have one building that got cell living. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But there'll be like eight buildings that's all dorms. So okay. you're in a room with like 150 different people, double bunks, triple bunks. And it's just you might be yeah, bunking. That shit sound crazy though. Yeah, yeah but it sounds like one. yes, and it's a big ass room, and you got a locker. It's not like here how we got TVs and we got our CD players or nothing like that. Man, it, it's different. It's, it's, it's more like the county jail. Well, the county jails, yeah. If you in California, yeah, if you got the um the county jails with the pods, yes, like L.A. County yeah, and stuff you like can't, that. In the, in the county jail, you can't have a TV, you can't nope. have no hot pot, nope. you can't have none of that. No, nope. you allowed is canteen and yep, yeah. And so that's how, and it's a different. Like you can be a, you can have two years, you can have eighteen months, you can have one year in Florida, and your bunkmate, the guy who sleeps on the bunk right on top of you, can have 60, 70 years. Okay, you know okay. what I'm saying? Where and it's it's different out here in Cali. They do separate people. So I remember my first, as soon as I got off the bus, um, it's the same squatting cough, getting naked and all that. And they gave us our bag of clothes, you know what I'm saying? And I'm walking across the yard and I remember thinking, wow, this place is big. Mm. There was, when I hit the yard, there were people everywhere. Okay. I was on a yard with like 12 to 1800 people. And, and, and there might be 400 people at work. So you got 800 people that's out there. All I'm talking about, they had clothing lines. 
they had with with clothes hanging off of it in front like of the building. Slums or something. Yes, like it was a project. Okay. I'm talking about like there was trees. Slums. There was gazebos with several tables with where the OGs is playing cards or the gamblers is playing cards. They had stores. They had four different stores on the yard. Your ID tag is your credit card. So if you got any money on your books, you got your ID card. You could walk up to the store anytime you want and buy anything from a soda to some batteries to some coffee mm. and, and something like that. They had a barber shop. Um, it was it was live, bro. When I walked in, I'm seeing like again, Florida was a different racial makeup. Yeah, yeah, that shit sounded like a barbershop and shit like that. Yes, you go and you line up and there's people like a little small college campus or something. Yeah, like some projects. Yeah, yeah, like that, like a college campus or something. It was like it was like some projects. It was it was because there's stuff was popping, but I'm talking about my first impression of what I saw. Yes, it was it was people walking around. It was people yelling and. So I go over there and I settle in, I get into, I forgot what building I was in, the number or whatever, but I go in and I'm, I'm introducing myself. People are gonna be asking you where you from and like, yeah, I'm from California right, right. and this, this and that. And about two or three days into my stay, I get summoned to the yard. And somebody got a message, hey, some guys wanna talk to you on the yard. And I'm like, okay, here it go. All these stories, like, let's see what it do. So um, I hit the yard, the yard is so big over there, man. It's, it's nothing compared to like the, the the level of security here, how everything is small. Mm -hmm. Over there, they had the football field, the baseball field, the weight room, the the basketball courts, the um the tennis courts. Um, it was a big ass yard. So I go, I get pointed in the right direction, and I see a group of guys, mm -hmm. all brothers, all nice. brothers. You know what I'm saying? Okay. saying we've been, they've been lifting weights. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I'm yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, looking buck and very menacing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, Jerry Cruz type niggas. Yes, exactly. Okay. Debo type. Yeah, niggas. yeah. Chess so, exactly. I walk up and they immediately like, man, what they call you? Where you from? Right, right. Like, man, at the time, you know what I'm saying? Sneaky blood, old part blood, Sacramento. What's happening? And then next thing you know, they asking me questions. What you doing out here? Where you catch a case at? What you in prison for? This is in the thing. You come to find out, every they questioned me because they was all from Cali. This was the Cali core. Oh, so okay. if you so somebody told them that you was from Cali. Yes. Okay. And when I'm talking to them, I'm looking around, and they get to telling me well, South Central, Oakland. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it was really a Cali car. Yes, it was yeah, yeah. really a car from, and I, man, it was like, oh, The finally. whole Cali. Yes, yeah, like yeah. San Diego. It and was sometimes a, it, it be like that when you out of state. Mm -hmm. Because it be different peoples from out of, from California, like from, from cases, LA, yep. Sacramento, mm -hmm. the Bay Area, they mm -hmm. call cases out of there. Yep. So they combine as the Cali car because they got to stick together as yes. Cali. Yeah, and we have something in common. Right, we have, right. Because you know California right. got a whole different culture. Right, right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So it, that was a breath of fresh air because, like I said, as as y'all get to know me and, and Willie Mill, you you and me talk all the time. And you get to know me. A uh, common theme is I felt even though a nigga was out there out of state doing his thing, and you might hear the glitter, you might hear the bad stuff because I wasn't always had money. A nigga had problems out there. A nigga had to squeeze a couple times everything. But I always felt lonely. No matter how many women a nigga had, no matter what I had, it was lonely because. I wasn't with the people I came up with. I was always an alien. I was always out of town or out, out of state, out of bounds. So when I entered that yard and it was a Cali car, it was like, all right, this ain't going to be that bad. This mm -hmm. ain't going to be because I got some people from where I'm from and they seem to like, if I hold mine down, they're going to hold it down too. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but you know, in prison, if you hold it down and conduct yourself a certain way anyway, yes. at the end of the day, you can be by yourself. It doesn't matter where you're from, it's where you at. 
You, it, it, it depends on your character, yo. Long as your character's solid, mm-hmm. it don't matter where you go. And that's what you I have been, yeah, you're right. That's what I've been, been experiencing yeah, yeah. my whole thing. But when you are so used to being like that, being alone and holding it down, and then you got people from where you're from, it was like it was it was it made me feel better. It was refreshing. Yes, it was refreshing. Yeah. So then if I have to recall my first year, the things that stuck out to me were the OGs. Mm. I met a few OGs that that told me how long they had been down. Okay. Do you okay, you seen Scarface? Most definitely. I know you seen this is real life. Yeah, you remember when the boats Scarface. okay, you remember when the yeah. boats was coming, bringing Cubans from Cuba. This was happening in like 81, 82, okay. maybe 79. On everything I love, I met Cubans that came over here on them boats and caught cases. Like like the first year they was in America, first year they was in Florida, they caught cases and they had been in prison since then. And this is the early 2000s and I'm running into people and, and there was some brothers. This The last songs on the radio that they had heard was, uh, was NWA songs and, and two live cool songs. So these people had been locked up since the 80s. And it was blowing my mind because I had met people that hadn't talked to nobody on the street, hadn't had no interactions with their families on the streets for decades. And it was just, I couldn't understand it. I couldn't, it was, it was the culture shock was um, mind blowing. Mm. But later on, as we get on my journey and I get to talking about it, I'm going to tell you sometimes that I went years in here, bro, with no letters, no phone calls or nothing. But at the time, a young nigga fresh off the street with a girl that I could call, my little redhead baby mama was running for you, boy. I'm getting business and everything. It was, it was unrealistic. Mm. I couldn't imagine someone being locked up. 20, 30 years and, and going five and 10 years without getting a phone call, without being able to call somebody on the street. So those are things that stuck out to me in my first year. Um, another thing that probably stuck out to me was the culture with the COs out there. Mm. It was still it was still starting to get to me because over there in Florida, the, the, the COs are up in your face. Mm. They're very disrespectful. It's like boot camp. Mm. So it took me a couple years to to accept the fact that, man, this is going to be a lot different than the streets, man. I can't be running around wild like I was and everything like that. But I'm going to end it like that because those are the first, those are the things that, that stick out in my mind. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's on you. Now, let me hear. Let's tell, let's tell these people what Willie Mills' first year in prison was like, man. Well, shit. Willie Mills' time, man, been uh, uh, extraordinary. You know, Willie Mills' time in prison been extraordinary, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's been uh, more than than average. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But I remember uh, soon as I leave reception, like from the last episode that I was talking about, me uh, the reason why I left reception so early was like in 30 something days because it was a female that I knew. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That was in there, so it was kind of like the over familiarity thing. So that's why I ended up leaving reception, but. Me being, I think I was like maybe like 22 or something like that when I left reception. The first spot that they sent me to was Corcoran State Prison. Now, Corcoran, Spray, Corcoran State Prison is a prison where if you, if anybody that's familiar with, you know, California CDCR, California State Prison, the whole system in the green wall, all of that. Corcoran is one of the spots they got the shoe program there that was notorious for chicken fights. Chicken fights in the shoe is when in, in in the shoe everything is segregated in the shoe program. When you go to a shoe, 
It's more based on you didn't did something to that was violent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You either hurt somebody, assaulted somebody. That that holds a shoe program to take you away from the line. Now, in Corcoran, they had the shoe program there. This is what Charles Manson. This is where all of these, you know, legendary older peoples that been down a long time that was basically violent or looked at like they was violent so they couldn't get released to the line. They they housed them in the shoe program. Mm-hmm. Okay, Corcoran ha- had the shoe program that housed all of these guys. The high-profile inmates. The high-profile inmates. Now, this is the spot where they sent me to. This is the first prison that I that I landed. Now... I'm young, I ain't gonna lie, mm-hmm. so I'm still turned up, you know what I'm saying, anybody that know Willie Mill and my attitude, I, you know what I'm saying, I really, I take a lot of shit serious, you know what I'm saying, the nigga got a sense of humor, all of that, but I'm a serious dude, and I'm pretty much a serious dude, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> so when I get there, I remember my first time, soon as they let me out, now, I had gained, I was always a small nigga when I was young, you feel me? I was a little nigga, maybe like 5'7", 135, but as I started doing this time, I started gaining more weight as I started getting older, so I reached up to like 225, so my frame being in prison, the OGs used to look at me and be like, wait, youngster, you got a real penitentiary look, big up top, small at the bottom, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, when you first get to wherever you're going to go, they give you a laundry bag. In a laundry bag, it consists of shirt, boxers, blue pants, blue shirt, and a white t-shirt. Now, in some be brand new, some of your shit don't, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, in my laundry bag, and it's a hit and miss. You never know what you what they're going to slide you in your laundry bag. So in my, t- my t-shirts in my laundry bag, had the sleeves cut off. So in in another thing, yo, like clothes, you don't really supposed to alter your clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like if you cut it, you know what I'm saying? Make it your style or whatever it is. You don't supposed to take nothing away from the original style. They can charge you with it, write they, you up. Yeah, they everything. can charge you with it, the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? You probably rip a shirt and next thing you know, they want you to pay for their whole box of shirts. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> if you feel me? So it's like, but anyway, I didn't rip my shirt, bro. You feel me? But it was a ripped t-shirt that came in my laundry bag. So I remember I put it on. It was Dana like a tank top. You know what I'm saying? Like a tank top, bro. So I put it on. It was hot too. Matter of fact, it was the summertime. So I go out to the day room because they had day room. And I remember, I'll never forget. It was a CO, man. The boy, he walked up to me. He seen me young. He was intimidated by me. Mm-hmm. So he got to say something. And I'm looking at him like, please, man, don't say nothing to me, man. He like, hey, you ripped the shirt. I'm like, man, I didn't rip nothing. You feel me? Yeah, real He like, like, yeah, huh? I'm like, man, I ain't ripped nothing. He like, man, you did. Well, 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 why is your shirt, why is your sleeves missing? I say, man, that's how my shit came in the bag. You feel me? Yeah. I'm like, that's how I came. He like, well, no, it didn't. So now... By him continuing to like accuse me of something. Yeah. Now I'm like, I'm pushing up on him. Like, okay. Because if I get close enough, I'm finna take him down. Yeah. <laughs> you feel yeah. me? Yeah. But he talking though. Yeah. And I'm looking at him like, okay, man. It, it, because I didn't do it. 
in how I am, if I didn't do, bro, I'd die for what I believe in, mm-hmm. especially when I'm right. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And I was right. I didn't rip the shirt. So please don't get at me like that. You know what I'm saying? So what had happened is the funniest shit, bro. It was the, one of the funniest things I ever seen, bro, because it was dinner at nighttime. And it was kind of like raining and shit in the summertime on this one day. So the lights cut off, the power go off. Right when you was walking up on them. Right when I'm walking up I'm on them. Are you pushing up on them and then the lights go off? The lights go off, bro. Okay, okay, the lights okay. go off. Man, uh, so look, when they cut back on, this dude way down yonder. Nah. Man, this nigga way down yonder, bro. <laughs> With his back against the wall, the boy holding on his mace. He eyes looking around. Like, yeah, like, he yeah. Boy, I swear to God, bro, when I seen him, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> hey, boy, this shit's stupid. But he left me alone. Uh-huh. Bam. Now, after that, I ended up going to the hole like a few days later. Mm-hmm. Because, you know... They have a phone program or whatnot in prison. Mm-hmm. They only have a certain amount of phones that everybody can get on. And it's supposed to be a common courtesy respect thing when it comes to phones because everybody got somebody to call. Now, well, not everybody, but most people's got people that they want to reach out to. We in here. Mm-hmm. We don't have nobody. We have family out there. We miss, we love. So we want to we get on the phone, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's only 15 minutes. We only allow 15 minutes on these phones. Now, it's a such thing as phone bandits. <laughs> man, we got a couple in here right now. <laughs> we got a couple man. in here right now. We don't do it that way. We ain't gonna mention yeah. no days. You this feel me? Yeah, I already you know what I'm saying? But in this in this situation, this dude right here, bruh, I'm telling you, the boy is on the phone and ain't even using it. What? I mean, he was one of these, you know, I was 225, 5'7. Yeah. Okay. He was like 6'3, yeah. 225. Uh, and, and in prison, a lot of dudes be intimidated. You know what I'm saying? They they, they be intimidated yeah, off looks. One of them Terry Crews type niggas. Off of, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Off of how a person look or how they talk or whatever. Dudes mm-hmm. be intimidated. You know what I'm saying? Just because a dude in, in here for a body or a murder, mm-hmm. that don't mean he a killer. Mm-hmm. Just because a dude talk slick shit, that don't mean he a pimp. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But how it is, it's who can tell the best story or who can put on the best front to convince somebody of something. You know what I'm saying? That's how a lot of time, that's how prison be. You know what I'm saying? But this dude is on the phone, not even using the phone. I mean, basically, he just, just, and everybody just looking. Cuffing the phone? Man, this dude is cuffing the phone. I mean, not just cuffing the phone, he harvesting the phone. Like it's his phone, though. So I'm like this. I, I'm a respectful dude. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather, I'd rather handle anything diplomatically mm-hmm. before we get to some gangster shit. You feel me? If I feel like we can't deal with it verbally and me talking to you calmly and, and us doing it that way, if if, if 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 it can't get dealt with like that, then it gotta get dealt with a whole different way. You know what I'm saying? So I walk up on I walk up on the folks. I'm like, look, I'm like, excuse me, bro. I'm like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Can I get next after you? He like, yeah, you can get next, yeah, 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 whatever. So I'm <laughs> off of that, yeah, yeah, whatever. In my mind, I'm like, oh shit. Man, I'm like, <laughs> you see yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But I'm I kick back. The fuse no is lit though. The fuse is lit. how he just got at me. Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay, we men, first and foremost. All right, bro. I'm away my turn. So I kick back. I ain't saying I'm the baddest dude or none of that. But I go hard for mine. You feel me? So 
and we, I'm going to tear this motherfucker up, period. Now, I kick back. I'm waiting on him. You know what I'm saying? And I'm continuing to look at bro. He is not on the phone. And everybody just looking like, so I'm like, man, all these dudes are scared of this dude. You feel me? So when I walk up on him, I'm like, hey, bro, excuse me, man, but uh, I really need to get on the phone, man. I mean, people need to talk to their family, and I'm one of them. I'm like, so if you can, you know what I'm saying, let me get on the phone. He like, what? The boy get aggressive. <laughs> I fire on him. Okay, okay. I fire on him. We don't got no time for none of that. None of that. We don't got time none for that. None of that. I fire on him. Boo bop him all the way to the ground. Mm-hmm. Stump him out. Spread him out. Everything, bro. The six they foot, beat six me. Foot three. Yeah, beat him. Yeah. I beat him, bro. Uh-huh. Beat him to nothing. They got to spray me and beat me with batons over him. They beat me to get to stop me from beating on him. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Because now I'm hot. Well, I didn't sit here and just talk to you. <laughs> I did everything that I could in my power to get at you respectfully. And you just disrespected not just me. Mm-hmm. You disrespecting everybody else. You know what I'm saying? By hogging up the phone. So after it was all said and done, they sprayed me, get me off of it. They getting ready to take me to the hole. I hear everybody in the background. That's right, youngster. That's right, youngster. Whoop his ass. That's good boy's ass. That's good boy's ass. That's right, youngster. You know what I'm saying? So in my mind, I'm hearing them cheering me on on what I just did to this dude. So I'm like, damn. I'm like, he really been here just bulldozing the phone on everybody like that, bro. You know what I'm saying? So they really congratulated me like I did everybody a favor by getting on this nigga, bro. You feel me? I go to the hole. I go to the hole. Now they trying to charge me with a shoe. With a with assault. So now I'm going to the shoe program on what I was just telling y'all about this prison have. You know what I'm saying? For the for the high risk peoples and all of that. So now I'm in the shoe program fighting an assault on this dude. Now I holler, I send a kite back to the yard trying to tell the folks, like, look, man, having to sign a marriage chrono. A marriage chrono is when you get into a fight, you know. You can send out a marriage chrono. Both people's got to sign it. It's like the contract saying you're not going to do nothing to each other. Saying you're not going to do nothing to each other. So y'all allowed to continue to function and be on the yard together, mm-hmm. to coexist on the yard together. Now, most people sign a chrono because they keep it gangster. You feel me? It's just a fight. Win, lose, or draw. If you get mm-hmm. your ass whooped, I get my ass whooped. We sign it. Get back to the line. You feel mm-hmm. me? He didn't want to sign it. You know what I'm saying? So in the end, come to find out, the same CEO that I had got in two. Not, not dark man. You know dark, the brother yeah. that red. Speed racer. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, what do yeah. you do? With the lights cut off. You feel yeah. me? Nah. Him and other CEOs, you know what I'm saying, came up with something like, nah. And they coached old boy not to sign a chrono, even though he didn't want to sign it. But they like, okay, this is the chance. We don't want him to come back. So, boom, I sit in the hole. And that was basically my first year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was okay. basically my first year. But go ahead, bro. What I, you? I got a, I got a question. And I'm going to pose it to myself and I'm going to pose it to you. Because we asked before when you put me on the spot a okay. couple of episodes about what you would tell your younger self. Now, okay. let me ask you. What would you tell someone who was in their first year in prison with the amount of time that you and I came with? You came with 25 to life. What would you tell somebody in their first year of prison right now? Man, I would tell them, learn. Learn. I mean, it's a lot of bullshit in prison. Whatever a person is looking for in prison, they got it. Drugs, they got it. Alcohol, they got it. Mm -hmm. 
bullshit, they got it. Politics, they got it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you want to read and learn, they got that too. Because ain't no rehabilitation in here for us. These people's really be really be rehabilitating us. Uh-huh. We got to rehabilitate ourselves. Yeah. And we have to want to. You know what I'm saying? We have to want to. I would tell myself, bro, or anybody else that's coming in prison with a lot of time, is man, it's on you. It's on you. Whatever you want to do, whatever whatever trait you want to yep. pick up, whatever book you want to read, mm-hmm. it's going to start with you opening up that book and reading it. You know what I'm saying? Somebody can hand you the book, but you got to open it up and read it. You know what I'm saying? And take the time with reading it. You know what I'm saying? And want to learn. That's what I would say, bro. Just it's, it's every decision in here, man. It's like, think about tomorrow, the next day, the next day, the next day, the next day. It's, it's, it's sometimes we get caught up, don't you know what I'm saying? It's about the moment, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we still gotta okay. If I, if I read this book today, how can I apply it tomorrow? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Let me apply it tomorrow, and then once we do that, then it's like the next step. Let me do something else and make plans to apply it. You know what I'm saying? So it's that like because the more frame of mind and the more attitude we pick up and adopt like that over time, it becomes natural. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It becomes natural. It becomes a part of us. Just like you already know on some gangster shit. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if you want to pick up things or if you want to sell drugs over time, it becomes natural. You become yeah. a hustler and, and that becomes a part of who you is no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. You can be having a job or something like that. You still hustling inside that job trying to figure out ways to make some more money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It becomes a part of you. So the books and the knowledge and all of that, it just seek that. You know what I'm saying? I, I would say seek that because whatever we look, whatever we want to find, if you seeking enough, eventually you're going to have it, bro. Well, you see, you got me because one of the first things that I was thinking when I was thinking about that question is I would tell a, a youngster read. I would tell a, a youngster study. I think you covered that. So I'm going to go on a different level. I'm okay, say, what would you say? I'm, I think I would say prison, if you got a long term, this is going to be a long journey. And you're going to experience a lot of things. And a lot of us came up under the wrong kids. Right. Everything right. you do, everything you've ever done in your life was really something you learned by watching other people. And even though the people may have loved you or whatever type of stuff, you you may have ran, learned from the wrong kid. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people like me personally, when I came, I didn't love myself. That's why I treated all the women that I had out there. I was womanizing because I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know how to love myself. So I didn't know how to love somebody else. So what I would say is know your ledge. Study yourself. Take some time to know what makes you tick. And don't ever become a zombie. Don't ever become part of the, the, the status quo up in here where, where you're just a straight follower. You have your own mind. Have your thoughts. And something I think you were touching on when you were saying that what, what you do today is... I always say what you do today dictates where you'll be at tomorrow. Right. It's the same thing. Yes. Yeah, thing. exactly. Right. What you did yesterday dictates where you at today. Right, right, right. So I would tell them, think about the future. And you might go on your lows, man. Because prison is, a, is... If you got time, you might get depressed. Mm-hmm. Don't let depression get you. Don't depend on other people on the street. Love yourself. Learn how to be self-sufficient and and keep your head up on water because these terms be long, man. These prison terms be long. Yup, and on 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 to continue with what you're saying, mm-hmm. bro. It's like it's like you're right. Love yourself. And sometimes it's the simple things. Mm-hmm. We have to be content with the simple things. 
You know what I'm saying? Even even if it's just like enjoy brushing your teeth in the morning. Take take pride in brushing your teeth in the morning. You heard of mindfulness, the Buddhism? Most definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. You know what I'm saying? It's that desire. Yep. The more we want. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're hitting on, right? Yeah, mindfulness is like take your time when you're eating your food. Yeah. Man, taste it. Most definitely. So then when you're walking, pay attention to the grass, pay Most attention to the, to the weather. Most you, know, so you know how every time you yeah. go to the yard, like right now, I can't go out for 60 days. A nigga got to ride up. Right, I'm right, out right, yard. So right. every yeah, time yeah. Willie Mill go outside, he want to run. You got to stay here. Yeah. out there hitting the boys. I mean, last. You got to stay here. But you really. It was a great day. Yeah, I'm in your study. But you know how you always tell me, man, it felt good out there. That sun was out there. Yeah, that's okay, being exactly. mindful. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. We get so caught up in thinking about what we don't have and thinking about what we want yeah, yeah. that we never just slow down. A lot of us don't slow down and yeah. think, man, the sun rays, yeah. that is a beautiful. You see how we see the moon out there, right, out the back? You see right when the, the Man, that motherfucker's yeah. so big. And yeah. if you appreciate things like that, yeah. your life, your soul will be yeah. a lot smoother. Yeah, yeah, and it's the simple things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We have to learn how to appreciate the small things. Be thankful for the small things. Okay, we just ate. That's you know, be thankful for we 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 not hungry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The person not hungry. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is, it can be small, but it's had to it had to start it had to be started as as small. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because if we appreciate and be thankful for the small things, yep. then the big things is like we really appreciate it mm-hmm. because we remember the, the small exactly. things. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Yeah, most definitely, bro. Well, that concludes our episode for today. A Thug's Journey. A That's Thug's Journey. And the truth, uh, I want to give shout-outs to Prison Riot Radio, AKM Publishing, That's Operation right. Free Will. That's right. Um, see us at KingGuruTheLegend.com. The Cell Block Publishing Company put a brother on. Um, okay, we're going to uh, shout-out... Uh, Okay, Operation Free Will, the whole mob, man, Leeway family. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to... Uh, 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 we thankful, we grateful, man. And peace and love, y'all. That's peace, y'all.